0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Four. Bye singing dog. No! Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye. Wedding friend.
0: ceremony. Stop at Metro PCS. You get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K twenty plus phones with thirty two gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.
1: You are locked on Vikings. Your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, I, know, I know you're frustrated with us asking you these questions, but what is it that's frustrating you?
1: It's not. It's not that I'm frustrated with you. It's just you guys got to understand that. What What do you want the answer to be? You know. I mean, I want to be there for my team. Of course I do. But I mean, come on, you guys ask the same question every week. Did you make it? You, you know. Why didn't it go in? You know. If I had the answer right away, I'd tell you. I'm confident in what I'm doing. I know that I'm going to be fine. But it's tough right now. Sands. Good go. Locked On Vikings, Locked On Podcast Network, Sam Ekstrom, and Sage Rosenfels with you on a Wednesday. Listen on iTunes, AudioBoom, Coldomaha.com, and many of our other partners. Today's pigskin.com, fanregsports.com. Lots of great places to listen to the program. Make sure to subscribe and leave a rating. At Sage Rosenfeld's 18 on Twitter, the former NFL quarterback joins us as he does every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and and Sage. It's it, every other show. It's we. Blair is here. Blair is gone. Blair is leaving. They've got competition coming in, and now the latest report is he's staying, despite from what I hear six kickers working out yesterday at Winter Park. They're sticking with the incumbent, Blair Walsh.
0: Well, this hasn't surprised me at all. Um, I think the team really prefers that Blair Walsh be their kicker for this season and for future seasons. They're hoping that happens. They do like him. Uh, they like him as a teammate. Uh, they like him with his potential. He has been a very good kicker uh, earlier in his career. He just seems to have lost his way, so it doesn't surprise me they didn't cut his signs to me right away. Uh, generally, what happens in these situations, whether it's kicker, whether it's wide receiver, uh, defensive back, any position, uh, they bring in a group of guys in case they are going to make a change. When they decide to make that change, they have now worked out these six kickers, and if they'll, they'll pick them one through six. They have an order on their board. Uh, Rick Spielman and, and Scott Studwell and, and George Payton, they have one through six on their board right now. And if they decide to make a move, they're going to go call up that number one. But if number one say it gets signed by somebody else next week, uh, they'll call up number two. That's why they bring in those kickers. Usually, it's not to immediately make a change. It's to have a plan in place. So if and when they do make a make a change, uh, they've already uh, you know selected their kicker and, and they'll be ready to go. So hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, but I got a feeling if if he misses any kick inside 45 or uh, yards in the next week or two. Uh, his his job might be done as a Minnesota Viking.
1: That's very interesting the way you laid that out. So so you're saying that this is not necessarily a vote of confidence in Blair Walsh at all. This is step number one of his replacement, basically.
0: That's exactly true. And and you know I, I saw it over the course of my career, my career with wide receivers. I mean there is days. Where we had no wide receiver issues on our team, or maybe we had one injury, and they bring in like five or six wide receivers. They decided, you know, we're a month into the season. Let's bring in all these guys that got cut during training camp or or whatever, and let's work out six wide receivers or or ten wide receivers just in case uh, we get a guy who or a couple guys who get hurt, and we need to sign somebody immediately. Um, So it sort of quickens up that process if they decide to make a change. And I believe that's the case here with Blair Walsh. Uh, that they want to give him one more try. Uh, But again, I think if he makes one mistake, one mistake, he's out.
1: So yesterday, I'm I'm just about to walk out the door to go vote, and I get this notification on my phone, big letters, Vikings announce roster move. And you can imagine what I thought at that moment. I I open it up, and it it has nothing to do with kickers. Vikings waive their second-year tight end, Michael Pruitt, the fifth-round pick in 2015, to open up a roster spot for third-string quarterback Taylor Heineke. Now, Pruitt has been a little injury-prone, but I would say probably the most athletic tight end on the Vikings roster. Ran a really good 40, has good hands, seemed to be a good blocker last season, and showed some good things when he got in the games. But now in his absence, the Vikings left with Kyle Rudolph, Rhett Ellison, and David Morgan, who are all healthy right now. Not the most athletic trio. And if you thought Pruitt was next in line behind Kyle Rudolph, if he ever departed someday, he is no longer in purple. Waved by the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Well, my guess is that they may have been concerned that uh, Heineke would be picked up now that he is healthy, uh, picked up by another team. And they obviously like him as a uh, guy that uh, you know, could grow into maybe that number two guy in the future. Uh, Sean Hill is going to retire. I'm fairly sure. At the end of this season, so uh, you know, next season comes around, and let's just say Teddy Bridgewater's back, and they decide to not sign or not, uh, or, or I should say, not sign, but not, but, but to get rid of, uh, the, you know, Sam Bradford, they're going to need a number two quarterback, and that could be Taylor Heineke. So I think this is more about the future and less about Taylor playing this season.
1: So Pruitt waived. He'll have to uh, get through waivers, and if he does, he'll become a free agent. And then uh, I fee- I think the Vikings could. Potentially put him on the practice squad if that were to happen, but Pruitt's got a lot of talent, so we'll see what happens there. We've got some midseason awards to get to in a second, but a quick reminder from one of our very fine sponsors. The NFL season is in full swing, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person. Nothing like being there to see the big plays and hear the roar of the crowd. Courtside, club seats, upper level, whatever you want. If you've got the app on your phone like I do, you'd know that it's by far the easiest way that i found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere on the globe. A couple taps on the phone, instantly find the seats that I want for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K, you always get the best deal on every ticket because the SeatGeek pricing mechanism compares prices for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices vary depending on where you shop, But SeatGeek will always find you the best available price. And they want to help you get the most bang for your buck. Every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value to fit your budget. Also backed by a 100% guarantee. My listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. $20 to get it. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LOVIKINGS. SeatGeek sends you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOVIKINGS today. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh, honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um, well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance.
0: Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. (laughs) GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.
1: It's week 10 of the season, Sage. The Vikings have played eight games. So logically, I think it's time for a little mid-season awards show. We've got offensive and defensive MVPs. Rookie of the Year so far, Play of the Year, Best Win, Worst Loss, and the Unsung Hero of the Season. Let's begin with probably the most impossible question. Who is your Rookie of the Year to this point in a draft class that has been somewhat invisible?
0: Well, uh, and I think to start off the awards banquet that we're about to have here, I'm going to give uh, the first award to nobody. I don't think anybody deserves a rookie of the, of the of the year award so far this season nobody has had any really sort of significant impact on this football team and so i refuse to give out an award for somebody who might be playing five or 10 snaps a game usually there's at least one rookie uh, in the mix that is 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 starting because of injury or to start in general because they've beaten somebody out uh, or even some sort of surprise as a seventh round or undrafted player who somehow has made some big plays in the rookie year there has been really no impact, no significant impact by a rookie on this Vikings team this season.
1: So you left your ballot blank. That's what you're telling me. Yeah,
0: ballot blank and, and not even a write in candidates. Not uh, even. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, I, if I was closer to the team and I was watching practice, maybe there's some player on the practice squad who's just killing it and helping out that defense or something. Maybe that would be the rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, Kentrell Brothers and J. Ron Curse have been decent on special teams. David Morgan got hurt for a while. He's he's done a little bit of blocking in 12 and 13 personnel. But Laquan Treadwell, one catch. Mackenzie Alexander, very limited reps, hasn't been that great. Willie Beavers I don't think has played. Morris Boringer's on the practice squad. Steven Weatherly's on the practice squad. So you're absolutely right.
0: And I think Treadwell, um, again, it's hard as a rookie to come and play right away. But I think Treadwell has been the biggest disappointment for a lot of reasons. One, the receiver position, it has been in the past a weakness for this Vikings team. And number two, the wide receiver position is the position of any positions in the NFL that like you can generally come in and play, <laughs> play right away. And so. Um, He sort of had everything going for him and yet still has made, I think it was just one catch in the last game, his first catch of the season and of his career. Uh, That's really the only impact he's made.
1: Our next award, the play of the year. A lot of good plays in the first five games, not as many in the most recent three. Sam Bradford passing it to Diggs, maybe a return touchdown. What do you think for the play of the year?
0: I think uh, so far it would be the Kendricks, Fumble recovery in week one versus Tennessee. I, I think that started off the Vikings in a game where there was huge unrest on this team. Uh, they had just lost Teddy Bridgewater about ten days earlier, uh, and they were trying to find a way to win a football game. And with that play, and it was a tight ball game at the time, with that play they found a recipe to win football games, uh, You know, to win the next five in a row, uh, to win five in a row there. So I think that one play sort of spurred them on that run, uh, but they haven't had you know too many offensive plays uh that are that are you know game winners in my opinion since then so i'm going to go with the defensive play hendricks is inter- uh, was it a fumble fumble inter- recovery interception i think yeah interception for a touchdown yep. that's
1: right i'm going to go with week 5 marcus Sherrill's returning a punt against houston i think the viking season peaked at that point he returns that kick i think it became 24 to nothing At that point, Vikings were on their way to 5-0. No one's going to stop us now. Super Bowl bound. They were beating Houston, and they were destined for Houston to play in the Super Bowl. And since that point, it really has gone downhill. So that was the last point where I think the Vikings felt invincible. The Marcus Sherrill's punt return touchdown against the Houston Texans, which brought U.S. Bank Stadium to its feet. Our next award is the most impressive win of the season so far five to choose from sage what do you got
0: i'm gonna go with that first vikings home game in prime time against the green bay packers i was at that game uh i think it was very much needed against a team that everyone thought was probably uh the you know uh early season leader or presumptive leader to to win the uh, nfc north in the green bay packers and aaron Rodgers, and to open that stadium uh, with a win like that, I think was very, very important for Vikings fans. And for the season, it was Sam Bradford's first start. Uh, and he played very well in that football game and, and gave gave everybody a lot of hope. So I'm going to go with that first game, uh, first home game against the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, very impressive win uh, to open up the new digs. I'm actually going to go with the win at Carolina. Now, it turns out that Carolina is, is only a 3-5 and five football team. Not nearly as good as we expected for the NFC champions. But... Down 10-0 on the road against Cam Newton. That is a tough situation to come back from. They turn it around with Daniil Hunter's safety. They get another Marcus Sherrill's punt return in that game, and they score 22 consecutive points, and they sack Cam Newton. Was it eight times, six times? They put him on the ground all game. Great comeback win that really uh, had the defense flexing its muscles. And the Vikings have had issues winning on the road, really, in their, their franchise's history. So I'm going to go with that win on the road in comeback fashion. How about the worst loss of the year, of the last three games, which has been most disappointing?
0: I think the last one. I think, you know, I, I the the, the, the close losses where you really should win. Those are worse to me than a you know a fourteen point or a seventeen point loss, where the team just doesn't play very well. Uh, when you have a chance to win a football game in the NFL, and when you're up you know by a couple by three points with twenty three seconds left in your or twenty seven seconds left and you're kicking off, uh, whatever it was twenty three seconds up, you should win that football game. And they found a way to lose a football game, and that might that might cost them a playoff spot at the end of the season.
1: I'm going to agree with you on that. Now the stat I've seen since that game is that since 2001, there have been 98 teams who had the ball inside their own 30 with less than 30 seconds to go. Just a bunch of different criteria, but no team in the last 98 chances had won it like Detroit did against Minnesota. And Detroit bucked a 15-year trend of teams winning a game from improbable circumstances. And when you lose a game like that against a team you are competing with directly for the division lead, that could come back to bite you because it makes you susceptible to funky tiebreakers at the end of the season. You know, it could be anybody's, anybody's game down the stretch, and the Detroit Lions right now are just a half game back in the NFC North. So that's a really tough loss to swallow last Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. How about the unsung hero of the season for the Minnesota Vikings?
0: I'm going to go with Joe Berger. Uh, he's the center on the offensive line. Obviously, the offensive line has had its struggles. Uh, he was you know, a backup when he signed here a couple of years ago. He is unseated John Sullivan. Uh, he doesn't make a ton of money uh, for a guy who was starting and started you know, all of last year as well, uh, and is just as solid as it gets. He's a solid guy. I've known him since uh, shooting Nick Saban in 2004 down in Miami, and uh, obviously the offensive line gets no credit for anything. And uh, I I think that uh, he's not only a hell of a guy, but he's a good player. Uh, Doesn't play for a lot of money. Doesn't speak much. Doesn't get much uh, hype in the press or anything. And just goes about his job. So he's about as unsung as it gets.
1: I'm going to go with defensive tackle Shamar Steffen. Former seventh-round pick in his third year coming off an injury in 2015, but he's become a very steady starter for the Minnesota Vikings in the middle next to Linval Joseph. And he's made the absence of Sharif Floyd, I think hurt a little bit less. And I'm not even sure Sharif Floyd is rehabbing at the facility anymore. He's still a a ways from uh, coming back to action, but Shamar Stefan has been complimented by the coaches. He's helped them, or at least he was helping them in the run game before uh, some issues in the last couple, but Stefan Big number 93, clogging up the middle, I think, has been a very nice find. One of the better late-round draft picks in recent years for Rick Spielman. And now for the big awards. Our offensive and defensive MVPs will start on the offensive side. Who is your most valuable player through eight games?
0: Uh, I probably have to go with Stephon Diggs, uh, even though he missed uh, some action there a couple games ago. Uh, I think he has been the most consistent player. He's been the, one of the few playmakers on this offense. He has produced. Uh, he's had to come in with a, uh, a new quarterback, and you know the guys love him the football, and, and is still putting up pretty good numbers. So uh, I think he has been one of the few highlights uh, of this offensive team and of this football team.
1: I'm going to go with the guy getting him the ball. Sam Bradford comes in uh, short notice. He learns the playbook, and he's thrown nine touchdowns against one interception. He's been durable, which I think is uh, amazing, considering he's been playing behind this offensive line. He's been uh, relatively mistake-free in his time in Minnesota, and he's a big reason why they started 5-0. and And I'm not sure I blame him too much for this latest three-game losing streak. I think, generally speaking, A couple foibles mixed in there, but I think he's done his part and I thought was very good against the Detroit Lions. How about the defensive MVP uh, for one of the league's best defenses?
0: I'm going to go with Harrison Smith. Uh, I think Harrison has been extremely consistent this year. Uh, I think he does a really nice job in the back end, and he's very, very good in the running game. You see him uh, up in the box and runs go away from, from him, and he runs Guys down uh, from the backside and, and just a sort of all over the field. So uh, he has had a quieter year from a turnover standpoint. Uh, but as far as a consistent guy in the back end, a consistent leader of this team, I think Harrison Smith is getting better and better and better.
1: My candidate did not have a good game on Sunday. Xavier Rhodes was not great against the Detroit Lions, including a missed tackle and a penalty on that very last drive. But I think Xavier Rhodes gets my award for stopping the likes of Kelvin Benjamin, DeAndre Hopkins, and Odell Beckham Jr. to get the Vikings three important wins early in this season. He's turning into one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, and the road is often closed when you throw at Xavier Rhodes. So I'm going to go with Xavier as the defensive MVP. And that wraps up our midseason award show. Sage, anybody you'd like to thank?
0: Uh, No. I'm just hoping that the Vikings get a win this week as they desperately need it.
1: Well, they take on a Washington, and that's another former team of yours, Sage. We'll break it down in plenty of detail when you return with us on Friday. Make sure you tune in, and subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Audio Boom, listen to our vast network of NFL and NBA shows. He's Sage. I'm Sam. This is Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network.